everyone. Welcome to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of liberation and conversation. Hi, family, and welcome back to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I am your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and welcome back to season three of uh, So You Want to Be a Millionaire. I am so excited to be back with you guys today. Um, and so far, we have dived into so many different conversations about success, business, and all things, you know, success, um, for lack of a better word. And, you know, during my pre-research, I always find myself listening to music, having a little jam session, and eventually getting distracted. Um, but for this one coming up, I was just scrolling through songs, skipping through songs, and I landed on this one song that I felt just... It just solidified everything and it just personified everything for me today. So that song was Independent Women, Part One by Destiny's Child, um, which I will not sing because I'm not a singer. (laughs) And I'm going to save you guys the heartache. Uh, So while I'm jamming out, I began to think about all the topics that, you know, I relate to um, independence and especially as it pertains to women today. Um, And I found myself, of course, going back to entrepreneurship. um, And a lot of times how I find it is portrayed today in media, social media. Um, When I think of entrepreneurship in terms of how it is, you know, um, portrayed in the media, a lot of times I see girls just sitting on top of their boxes, the thousands of thousands that they've sold and people holding money up to their ears and saying, yep, I made it. Or people with their new car, their brand new house. And a lot of times, you know, while this can be what entrepreneurship can be and what what it is, um, I look around me and I think, well, I'm tired. (laughs) Oftentimes, I don't have all that money in my bank account and I'm not sitting on all of those things. Um, And I wanted to introduce the idea of some of the background that goes into entrepreneurship, which is why I have my inspiration here one of my inspirations with stephanie mcmillan and i'm so glad to have her here today so thank you for coming on to the show thank you chase of course and up to this point your two predecessors have opened up a little bit about their stories their journeys and how did they get to where they are today and i would love if you could do that as well sure it's a great question (laughs) (laughs) because my story is pretty unique yeah. It has lots of twists and turns. I love it. As most entrepreneurs do, right? Yeah. Um, so, let's see. My story began uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. Senior in high school, I suffered a severe concussion and endured recovery that continued through my sophomore, almost junior year in college. Nice. And um, with that, with the recovery the psychiatrist and the neurologist that I had been working with during my recovery time, they recommended meditation. And at the time, it's kind of funny because most of the meditations that I was practicing to to aid my recovery was from a, a man, was from my doctor. Mm-hmm. And he had this very monotone voice. And now there's so many meditations out there that you can practice right. to. But uh, so my first entry point into where I'm currently at is through a very tragic event. Um, and so I loved meditation. It felt really good in my body. Mm-hmm. And I ended up loving yoga, trying out yoga. 
I worked for a nonprofit, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Still love that organization to this day. One of my favorite nonprofits. And then, like, after being there for almost three years, I decided to step away after becoming a certified yoga instructor and created a studio space called Rise and Flow to create a space in Greensboro that welcomed all bodies. I practiced yoga and realized that it was so mainstream, it was so westernized, Mm -hmm. and especially in Greensboro. And I wanted a space for black and brown people to practice and not be judged by their skin or capability. And so from a very personal event to now a very community um, business and entrepreneur and um, yoga instructor, yoga teacher, I, I just, I've created this brave space for people yeah. and most importantly for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your story, I, I couldn't tell you enough how inspiring it's been to me um, and just how much you have inspired me on my track to entrepreneurship. Um, A lot of the times when I think back over all the challenges I've had (laughs) or the difficulties, you've always been there to be like, look, let's let's think about it like this or let's do it like this. Um, And I don't know if you remember, one day um, mom and I were having the hardest time with the website, the Chase's Chance website. We are having the hardest time, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. And she was like, well, I can't do it either. I don't want to She was like, oh, my gosh. So we had to call Stephanie. And it was like, it was later in the evening. It had to be around 6, 7, or 8, around that time. And you came in, and you were like, look, this is just how we're going to do it like this. And you just, come on, we're going to put this here. We'll put this here. You see, like this just like this and then um I just saw it come together in a way that I hadn't seen before um and I remember all through it all through our experience you were just like just calm down (laughs) we're gonna get this together it's gonna be fine you're gonna be fine it's gonna be fine um and while you were just putting that website together you were doing so much more for me than I think you even realized at the time you were like making me more mindful of myself and just like it's gonna be okay like we're just gonna figure out how to do this and there are people here that want to help you you just have to breathe it out and be fine fine. um and then I actually met you through make a wish I work with that and I remember that first time that I saw you first of all I'm sure I think my mom told you this the first time we met I was like oh my gosh she's black (laughs) my mom was like oh my gosh I'm like (laughs) <laughs> and so we're just um both just relishing the fact that oh my gosh she's black and that's something that we you know take for granted so often just having someone there in the room to speak to you and understanding you know who you are why you are and why you're doing the things you're doing um and just having you there to kind of walk us through the process um I often think about just how you know successful that was that was really my first introduction into basically everything, fundraising, getting into the media, doing stuff like that. And I'm like, if it wasn't for Miss Stephanie being there that first day to be like, hey, I'm Stephanie, I'm here, I'm going to show you how to do this. This is what it is. I'm I'm pretty sure I wouldn't even, you know, have had the confidence just seeing you in the position you were in. Then a little later down the line, um, 
I remember when my mom first told me, she was like, all right, Chase, I have some news for you. I was like, yeah. She was like, all right, Miss Stephanie's going to leave her job. I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, but she's going to do something much bigger. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so just watching from that point when you began um, and just seeing you grow to where you are now and then even being able to physically stand in the space. I remember the first time when you were showing us around, mm-hmm. I just could have just cried right there. I'm just a cryer by nature, but I could have just cried right there because I know some of the bits and pieces of all the challenges you had, um, stuff that my mom would share with me. And she'd be like, see, like, look, this is what happens when you just stay determined. You make a goal and you just have faith in it and you just push through it. Um, And so I'd like to say that a lot of the way I am, it's just because of who you are. Um, So I just appreciate you so much. I just wanted to make sure that I said that. Um, I appreciate all of that. And it never goes unnoticed. Of course. And you are so loved. I hope you know that. Oh gosh, we're not going to cry. I went through this whole season without crying. <laughs> this is the first season, so I'm not. I'm going to get through this one without crying. Um, but one important fact that I missed out on saying um, okay. that I think is so important about your studio is, and I'm going to read this verbatim, it's Tell the me. youngest owned and first Black-owned yoga studio in Greensboro. Absolutely. Which is something that is just... It's just monumental. It's something that I really feel like deserves recognition. So I mm-hmm. had to point that out. Um, now, <clears throat> we're going to get into some of the real tea of entrepreneurship. Let's do it. We have talked about how how amazing you are, how amazing <laughs> your journey is. But, um, of course, you and I know that there's a lot that <clears throat> goes into, you know, the background of running a business um, and that I found just doing social media alone is like, it can get stressful. Yeah. So I have some questions prepared for you today that I would love for you to answer. Um, we're going to do this kind of rapid fire style. So I'll ask you the question. I won't really have too much to say about it because it's really personal to you. Okay. And we'll just figure it out until we get done. Yes. All right. Okay. So my first question for you, starting out at Make-A-Wish, what would you say was the biggest culture shock when you began working for yourself? That is a powerful question. Yeah. And it's powerful because growing up, I'll take this back to a a quote from my father. He would always say, I never had a type of friend. Mm -hmm. And he, he meant to say, you know, I could be friends with anyone. I could be uh, involved with someone who's, um, Someone who's homeless, all the way to someone who is a CEO of a big company, mm-hmm. right? And there, there's no change in character on my behalf. And so most of the time, I try to create that as the playing field for wherever I'm transitioning to, whether it's um, getting out of my comfort zone and doing mm-hmm. some networking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a true introvert. Oh. Or um, going into the yoga space and turning mm-hmm. on my yoga instructor hat, mm-hmm. or flipping that off and turning on my oh I'm now I am the owner of Rise and Flow. Let's you know have to be business yeah. mindset. And so I would say the the biggest culture shock wasn't with the people who wanted to be a part of what we were doing. 
it was really about the gatekeepers of how I was trying to bring the business to the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was working Amplify My Voice as a 28, 20 at the time, 26-year-old mm-hmm. Black woman. And I'm sitting in a room with all of these men trying to nail down zoning and inspections for my building and making sure that I am not being taken advantage of right. and also having the knowledge to amplify my voice and make it known. So I would say the culture shock wasn't with the people that wanted to be a part of Rise and Flow or Make-A-Wish, but um, really the gatekeepers, you know, who were, who were allowing permits to happen and allowing um, inspections to get confirmed and approved and honestly, all I just wanted to do was make a difference. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are making it hard. <laughs> yeah. But it it taught me how to advocate for myself on a different level. It taught me how to research and um, gain the knowledge quickly for what I needed to get done. And I'm a crybaby too, too. <laughs> and one of the things my mother used to always tell me, was when she was younger, she was a crybaby too. Mm-hmm. But she said as she moved through life and as she had to continue to advocate for herself, whether it's in doctor's visits, at work, wherever, those tears were saved for whenever she wasn't in front of those yeah. people. And that was so big for me. I was like, Mom, I'm going to be crybaby forever. <laughs> like I just sit in the movies and I just cry. And I learned like there is a time and place for softness. And I am such a softie, but I've really had to learn the hard way about like, okay, there's a time to cry, Stephanie. Today, you really got to put your big girl panties on and um, advocate for yourself. And it was so hard because my family, so those who do not know me or may know me, um, my family is not in Greensboro. Mm -hmm. They all live in Raleigh and um, it's about an hour and a half away and um I do have quote unquote family here that mm-hmm. I have like adopted into my life. Um, but I don't have the the life force, the biological family here in this area that can truthfully be with me all the time. Right. Yeah. So whenever I needed something, my parents, it would take them like two hours to get here, you know? Um, so because of that, just being a true advocate for myself, um, it was just hard. So going back to the culture shock, um, staying true to my mission allowed me to to just continue to be myself. Mm-hmm. And in turn, people were able to be themselves around me. And that's a wonderful um, note uh, for me, especially. Um, and going back to your, your crybaby moments. <laughs> Ah, I know mom is like chasing and listening. <laughs> if you're listening, because sometimes I'm like, Ugh. Um, I have to constantly, you know, try to retrain myself into a way that's like, sometimes you don't need that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to cry. Sometimes you just need to just say, okay. And then, you know, when you get home or when you get mm-hmm. to your own, you know, space around people who, you know, are really valuing your emotions at the time. You know, that's when you decide to let let loose. So that yeah. is is a really important lesson for me as well, and one that I have actively been trying to learn, <laughs> um, as well as just learning how to advocate for myself. Um, I know, especially going through 
school right now, for me, the skill of advocating for myself is so important, mm-hmm. um, as well as my peers. I know that a, a long time ago, not really that long ago, but a couple of years ago, I used to just let stuff just kind of, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Or if a grade is, you know, looks a type of way that mm-hmm. I know I could have got a better grade mm-hmm. on, um, on their part, I would just kind of be like, well, it's, it'll be fine. And my mom would always, you know, drill home to me, no, if you think you deserve it, you know, you have to go up to them mm-hmm. and, and advocate for yourself, tell them why you deserve it um, and, and how, you know, we can work this together in the future. And I found that in advocating for myself, the doors are just much wider than they've ever been. Just mm-hmm. walking into a, a space and people already knowing, okay, this is what she expects of herself and this is what she expects of everything else. Um, and we, as you know, her network, we can't let her fall through. And mm-hmm. if we do, I know that she'll hold us accountable. I think that's just opened up more um, doors and opportunities for me than, mm-hmm. than you know, just passively letting stuff kind of hit me and keep going by. So I do think that that answer is, is very important, mm-hmm. um, especially in today's time. Yeah. When so many things are just kind of coming at you, you just kind of are like, okay, you know, I'll just let it go. Um, but I or think, take a deep breath. And yeah. Say, let, let's get to the room. Yeah. 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 So I think that is just important, important more than ever, especially as we have conversations yeah. about race relations, microaggressions, um, Absolutely. things like that. I think it's just. And as you are preparing for yeah. college and entering into life as your own teacher, your yeah. own student, your own advocate, right? When you are on the college campus, you are your biggest advocate. Yeah. And there is no parent talking to the professors. It is the student-professor yeah. relationship and advocating for what your needs are for testing, advocating for what your class schedule should be. And um, it's so important. And I could share so many stories about college experiences and why advocating is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say that for another time. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but seriously, mm-hmm. it can make or break you during your college experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. It can. Um, so my next question for you is what is a common misconception that you had about um, entrepreneurship before going in that you, that was quickly debunked or you find mm-hmm. yourself debunking now? Great question. I don't really think I had any myths, only because um, when you look at the lineage of my family, it is a long line of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I've I've really grown up with entrepreneurs. My parents are entrepreneurs. My grandmother was. Um, everyone has that mindset. So mm-hmm. we're always thinking forward, but we're also always thinking very collectively and how can we move the needle wherever it needs to be moved. Right. And so coming into it, I, I felt very prepared. Like I wasn't completely, and I know that's not the same story for everyone, but I wasn't like thinking I wouldn't have to work long hours or that um, I wouldn't have to put a lot of energy into it or the funding would automatically be there. Right. I had those um, I had those concepts in place because of how I was brought up. And raised, but also because I immersed myself in the Greensboro community through being a part of Make-A-Wish. And so I have seen how Greensboro has grown, how it has shifted, 
And Greensboro is really big on entrepreneurs yeah. and entrepreneurship and creating a community that has a voice. And so I actually felt really prepared. I don't have any myths um, that got debunked. That's a blessing. That really yeah. is a blessing to yeah. walk into it, you know, kind of having some kind of general idea. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't so. walk into it. I kind of crawled. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of crawled and then yeah. I ran back a little bit uh-huh. and then I walked back into it. <laughs> well, all that matters is you got here eventually, so... <laughs> Yeah. I guess the process, uh, it's yeah. all part of the process. It so is. At least you it got here. <laughs> so um, that said, who or what would you say have been some of the most vital resources in terms of learning and growing in your entrepreneurship journeys? Wonderful questions. But you know this, <laughs> right? Which is why you're on that side doing the, question, <laughs> doing the interviewing. Um, so the, the key... I'll, I'll say personal, and then I'll say professional for rise and flow, okay. because there it's two separate pieces, really. Mm-hmm. Personally, I called my mother um, the day after I resigned mm-hmm. from Make a Wish, and I said, "Mom, guess what?" Literally, just like that. Guess what? She's like, "What have you done?" Oh, I said, like, "How'd you know, Mom?" Like, Your tone, I just feel it. You know, mothers can just feel things. Yeah. And I said, Mom, I, I'm going to open a yoga studio. And she said, okay, well, what do we need to do? And that was just energizing for me. And yeah. I kind of knew she would react that way. But it's always good to actually yes. have it happen, yes. right? I agree. And so the number one driver has always been her. Um, and that is so comforting, right? And then... Um, of course, my sisters, my dad, every my family is very, very supportive. I'm so blessed, mm-hmm. and I know that. Um, but aside from family, personally, um, there have been community mentors that have just kind of taken me in, mm-hmm. and some of them have come from Make-A-Wish, and just relationships that I created and cultivated there. I still keep in touch with a lot of people. And some just came from just hearing my name and wanting to just get to know me. And I love that. So community, right? Mm -hmm. That's on the personal side. But then for Rise and Flow, um, the movers and shakers have really been the students. Mm -hmm. So we created this yoga space and really crafted a mission that was for people who had never practiced before. And they come in scared or they come in nervous. and you know, we're all that they know. And so they've trusted us with their bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And so the students are definitely the movers and shakers with Rise and Flow. Uh, anything they need, they know they can <laughs> get <true>. it, you know? <laughs> I love them. Uh-huh. Um, and so they're, they're awesome. And then behind that, so I've also been a part of accelerator programs for my business. Mm-hmm. So um, the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce has programs specifically for entrepreneurs that help you develop your business for success. Okay. So I have been a part of, I'm going through the series right now, mm-hmm. and I will tell you, they are, they are awesome. It is a lot of work, and it really depends on the effort you put in, what right. you will get out of it, um, but it's been, been such a blessing to actually be a part of it and have people... Um, who don't know anything about me, right? Uh, 
champion what I'm doing and help me create something that can last and not just be here for a season. Right. So those are kind of the the movers and shakers behind me and Rising Sun. That is beautiful. Your answers are always so articulate. (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you I had faith in you. I already knew. (laughs) So what has been your... Um, I, I wrote down favorite, but I'll replace that with most valuable lesson that you say that you have learned um, in terms of entrepreneurship. But um, it's a twofold question. Mm-hmm. But the lesson that you learned in terms of entrepreneurship, how has that affected your life? How has that made your life better in terms of learning that lesson? Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful um, question because I value that every time I like wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is driving me today? And it changes day to day. Mm-hmm. But I'd say um, the most valuable lesson has been being a part of my community. Like, actively being a part of my community. And I feel like I had just been kind of a bystander for so long. Right. Like, I would just go to work, go home, make sure I do self-care and my yoga, you right. know. But now I'm actually learning what is going on in my community. Why are there buildings being built? Why are there um, programs being cultivated mm-hmm. and created for our community? What is the purpose of all this stuff? Right. And how can I be a part of it? So I've become like a actively involved in my community and I, I feel like we don't do that enough and that's the reason why we're always encouraging people to educate themselves about voting and um, volunteering yeah. and giving back. And so being an active member of my community has been amazing. On the second side of that, um, personally, it's just like practice what you preach, right? And so um, I share with our yoga guides, uh, we have a total of four of them, five including myself. Like you can't be a yoga instructor and teach someone if you are not practicing yourself, right? right? And so if you don't have a, a personal practice, how can you teach someone else? And so that's something that I live by every day is how am I going to teach class on Tuesday nights if, if I didn't even practice today? Right. How am I going to instruct someone to feel it in their body if I'm not feeling it in mine? So practice what I preach. And I try to do that every day. Period. I love that. Yeah. Um, and even though I walked into this thing, I was not going to, I don't know why I said that, but to, to implement what actually what you taught me um, then in turn uh, taught my mom as well. Um, something that we've been practicing kind of together is yeah. just the importance of boundaries yes. and the importance and um, of saying no sometimes. Yes. That has always been something that I was just like kind of scared to do um, mm-hmm. or just give myself permission to just say no and then kind of be okay with it after and not feel guilty, yes. you know? No um, and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something that you have just taught me. Um, and then um, it goes all the way back to, I have so many stories that we could tell of all the times <laughs> that you were there. <laughs> I needed you most. But it um, goes all the way back to, I. it was one, it was, it was a nighttime at this point. So it had to be about eight or nine o'clock. Okay. And the doorbell rang. My mom was like, go get the door. I was like, I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. Um, so I went and opened the door, and there you were. You're like, look what I got. You had two bags of two big um, Target bags. <laughs> so you walked in, and mom was like, 
know, chopping it up and so I walked into the kitchen. I was just so excited. My mom was like, I'm not doing tired. I'm not tired anymore. <laughs> so you pulled all this stuff out of your Target bag and you had this big calendar and these little cute um, markers and you had a little planner and I was like, and then you're like okay this is for you and i was like oh <laughs> okay and so um what you did is you laid everything out on the counter so nicely for me and i'm still standing here like is this a setup like <laughs> I'm learning how to organize and my mom was like this is an important lesson so make sure you're you're paying attention and what you did is you showed me each marker you're like so this one i'm going to use for this color we're going to make a little guide here um, you, it, you literally instructed me on how to organize, and I'll be honest, I don't think I organized that year. <laughs> I didn't organize the next year, and I didn't organize the next year, but one year, we went to your house for Christmas, mm-hmm. um, we popped over, saw Camille, the cutest baby ever, my baby girl, <laughs> and um, you gave us our gifts, and you told us to go ahead and open it, and I was like, okay. So I opened it up and you gave me a planner, um, my first Herspace planner. And mom was like, you need that. And I'm like, <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> that was the first year where everything was kind of like piling up together. Yeah. And then everything was kind of everywhere. And I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. Um, but when I got in the car that day, um, we were driving home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start making words for the year. My mom was like, okay, so what's your word going to be? I said, my word is going to be intention this year. Mm. And I was like, so I'm going to start planning my life out with intention. And I'll be honest. (laughs) Did did I plan like I was supposed to? No. But it took a pandemic for me to actually have to sit down and be like, Chase, you're unorganized. You need to organize yourself so then you can say, no, I don't have space on Mm -hmm. my my calendar for this. Or I do have space, but... I'm just going to say no, because I need this time to rest. And um, so now I have, you know, started and stopped and tried to get on my path. But I've always kept that with me. Mm -hmm. You taking the time out to come and say, look, this is how we're going to do this. And your life is going to be better because of, you know, Mm -hmm. you being able to organize. Um, And then relating back to your answer about community. Um, you have really taught me that as well. You um, and my mom both um, having that network, being able to have your network, but also branch out and become part of this community, not mm-hmm. just, you know, sitting idly by while things kind of pass, just right. seeing stuff on Instagram, and like, oh, that's nice. And then just letting it go. But just meeting the people here and seeing what they do and how they live and how how we all kind of work together mm-hmm. to make um in this instance, a better Greensboro, but um, on a bigger scale, just how we all work together to make a a better world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, just understanding the different ins and outs of, you know, politics and how these things work and how your yoga studio fits into everything else Mm -hmm. that's moving. Um, That's just all of those things have really, I think, made me just a better person as well as just a better, you know, entrepreneur as well. So again, this is just a, I appreciate Miss Stephanie's show. <laughs> this is really what this is today. Um, um, but moving on to these last couple questions. Um, of course, this is a, this is a simple uh, question for you. What would you say has been the most challenging part about entrepreneurship thus far? 
all of it has been challenging, mm-hmm. right? So you wake up each day and you take a deep breath. And typically I go on a morning walk in the morning and take a meal for a walk mm-hmm. and do things for me first. Mm-hmm. And then I utilize the rest of the day for work time to, you know, help it rise and flow. And um, you kind of start the day knowing that things may go wrong and things may go great, but right. also just understanding like, that's okay if it does go wrong. If if something doesn't happen the way it's supposed to, there's always tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? So um, challenging part. See if I can narrow it down. <laughs> so, so hard. So many different, different parts. <clears throat> I'd say, so in general, right, the, the biggest challenge that Rise and Flow has is we are targeting a population, minorities, BIPOC, mm-hmm. um, black and brown, uh, people of color. We're targeting a population that already has misconceptions of yeah. yoga. Mm-hmm. And so a, a big part of our classes is really education. Like yoga is not a religion or um, yoga doesn't have to be perfect or you don't have to stand on your head to do yoga, right? Yeah. Really, let's let's narrow it down to just breathing for once mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the body. And so a lot of what we do is educating people and knocking down those myths for, for our friends and family yeah. and letting them know like it's okay to practice yoga because guess what? You actually really need it. And it's okay to need it. It's okay to um, not be great at it at first. And it's okay if maybe the first time it doesn't feel that pleasant, mm-hmm. but take a step back and just try again. So I'd say that's our biggest challenge, but I think it's going to be our challenge like always. And so um, that's okay. We're up for mm-hmm. the up for the task. So and y'all are doing a wonderful job. <laughs> of it. I appreciate all that y'all do in the community. Thank you. Um, and so I just touched a little bit on uh, boundaries and why they are important. Love but them. could you speak to why boundaries are so important in our day to day life? Sure. Um, and I love that you and your mom are talking about this. <laughs> we had to. We had no choice. <laughs> we were doing way too much. <laughs> well, you know that I love boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it has gotten to the point where people actually know my boundaries. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, you set boundaries inadvertently or intentionally. But you're not openly telling people, hey, I have this boundary. Like, right. I'm not really going to go out past 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't really know that, but I think I have set them so firm and it's been so consistent that people are like, okay, I'm not going to call Stephanie after nine o'clock unless it's an emergency. Right. Your mom has also done that to me. It's so funny. <laughs> she's like, I know I'm not going to text or call at this time because she's in the bed probably. Um, so I, I love that. And boundaries are so important because one of the things that we tend to do is we let people take over our lives. And we lose sight of our own life. And oftentimes we let work bleed into personal. We let personal bleed into work and vice versa. And we forget to live. Instead, we're Mm -hmm. just working, working, working. Um, Or we're just indulging, indulging, indulging. And we forget that living is really taking a step back and just watching life go for a little bit Mm -hmm. instead of going with life. I love to say like boundaries kind of puts a pause and it lets you know that 
you don't actually have to do anything. Life will go on without you. Yeah. And like work will go on without you. Um, everything will continue. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say that. But no, it's I was really like, true. Oh, I'm a little Leo, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's really true. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we think we are the center of that world, right? Mm-hmm. Of that life. And so we feel like we have to do everything or we have to be here, be here. Um, but it's okay. Maybe you don't really need to go to that cookout because it doesn't serve you. Maybe you're not going to be happy and you like know that. Mm-hmm. So set that boundary for yourself. Um, and take care of your body. If you are letting um, stress and um, physical relationships enter into your being in a negative way, you're gonna your body's gonna hold on to that. And you may not notice how it feels, but your body is internally feeling it. Um, so just creating boundaries that satisfy your needs first, and then evaluate whether you can do other things. Mm-hmm. But I think putting our needs first is really, really important. Yeah. And um, something I've learned from from boundaries is just that, you know, once you're able to take care of self, you're able to take care of everyone else yes. in a much more fulfilling way. Yeah. Um, so and you may not even want to take care of anybody else. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there are days where I'm just like, I actually don't want to do anything for anyone else today. And that's a self-care tactic too and um like cody my boyfriend you know him Mm -hmm. um we we we're really great at just communicating those needs Mm -hmm. honey i actually need a day where i can just go to the movies by myself which is one of my favorite hobbies Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love to go to the movies by myself (laughs) it is an experience that is unlike any other Mm -hmm. but um you know communicating those needs so that you can show up for whoever whatever as your best self Mm -hmm. Um, super important i agree and i will try going to the movies by myself one day i don't think i could do it you can it is so cozy and comfortable and you don't have to share your popcorn with anyone (laughs) it's it's perfect i i'll try it out add all the butter you want i don't know it just doesn't sound like just try it um, just okay. try it. I'll try it just because you told me. To. <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to talk to. All I do is you don't talk have to. That is, so, okay, that is a great point. Can we can we revisit this for <laughs> yeah. two minutes? Yes. Okay, so that's a great point. Uh-huh. Who am I going to talk to? Why do you have to talk? Why can't we just be in silence for once mm-hmm. with our own thoughts? Sometimes it's hard for people, right? It's difficult. Mm-hmm. But why can't we just sit and just observe? It's a beautiful skill, and yeah. it allows your body to rest from all the stimulation. Yeah, I mean, we listen to music, and we sing, and we're reading, and we're also probably on our phones. We do this all at the same time. It's right. like five different stimulants at one time. Right. I mean, system overload. Yeah, that's why I can't <laughs> just sit I try it. I will. I put I my will. phone on Do Not Disturb, uh-huh. watch the previews, mm-hmm. and... I laugh, I cry, I still do all the same things like during the movie, mm-hmm. but I don't have to engage. And sometimes I need a break from engaging with people. Yeah. I will try it. I'll try it. I'll try Challenge it just for accepted? You. Accepted. Okay. And I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I'll be somewhere sitting <laughs> talking to myself, but I'll, I'll try it just for you. <laughs> um, 
All right. So you touched on it a bit um, unknowingly, but I want you to speak to a little bit how you find it best to balance that work um, and life <clears throat> dynamic in your life. Sure. So you mentioned earlier saying no. I have become pretty good at saying no, and I don't feel guilty for it anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to. Um, I grew out of that because, like, it's actually my standards and my satisfaction and right. taking care of myself, right? So I, I've gotten to the point where I set, like, an end time, Monday through Friday, of when I'm done working. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm taking care of self. And I'm calling my mom, calling my boyfriend, walking Camille. So I'm doing those things. Um, and on the weekends, so Friday, I do not, I typically don't have any work mm -hmm. things. Um, and typically on the weekends, I don't. But that is like my time. Right. And I really value family. So I try to utilize that to get to visit family and hang out with them. Mm -hmm. um, but also, my father has a saying and I'm sure you've yeah. heard this mm -hmm. and it is so true and I live by it really yeah. um there are 24 hours in one day eight hours to work eight hours to play eight hours to sleep yep. right and so we know that we need to have at least between six and eight hours of sleep mm -hmm. but why are we working over eight hours a day why are we not playing for eight hours Right. Like, why don't we just play? Yeah. You know, and play could be Netflix or getting outside, walking your dog, laying in your hammock, mm -hmm. whatever play looks like for you. And typically it's like all work, all sleep, no play. So I try to mm -hmm. use that as like my gauge for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And whenever I notice I'm creeping into play time or I'm creeping into sleep time. I'm like, something's got to give. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I loved that you, I love that you just spoke to that quote. Um, because when I was initially thinking about this series, I was just so like captivated by all the ways that we, especially in, in American culture, mm -hmm. kind of define success, how we define entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, and things like that. And a lot of times I would see these quotes and I'd be like, no sleep. <laughs> we're only customers. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not slacking off. We're not playing. We're only, we're only working. And mm -hmm. for a long time, I felt like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're only working. Like, we, we're not <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> we're only going to do some work and that's it. Um, and for a long time, I just operated like that and I would just kind of um, just, just work. I would just be so caught up in, you mm -hmm. know, what's the next thing I have to do? Okay, let's do this. And then we'll do this. And then we'll do this. Um, and then, you know, someone will pop in and be like, Hey, it's like two o'clock. Are you going to go to sleep? And I'm like, yeah, I'll sleep like tomorrow. Like I'll go to sleep later yeah, yeah. and I'll just, you know, um, and it wasn't until they brought to my attention. They were like, so when are you going to like stop? <laughs> like, when are you going to just stop and kind of be like 16 and just work for the time that you have work and yeah. sleep for the time that you have sleep and play for the time you have play. When are you going to do those things and allow yourself time mm -hmm. to just kind of just be? Um, and I was like, well, I'll do that when I make a million dollars. That's what everybody else says. I'll do that when I'm rich. Like when I have all my money and I have my house, like that's when I'll, that's when I'll rest. Um, but then, you know, and thinking about it, I'm like, well, by that time, everything you're going to have missed everything. Mm -hmm. Like thinking back over, you know, just 
having this pandemic and not being able to go to the school functions or do the things that I would normally, that I wouldn't do. But, you know, at least I had the option to do it. Mm -hmm. Having those things taken away and having to be like, man, like all this time I would have been working. I would have missed, you know, Mm -hmm. going to the homecoming where I wouldn't have gone to the football games. But Mm -hmm. it's like, man, I wish I would have. And, you know, so it made me more excited and grateful going into this next year saying, okay, I have one more year. I can do all this stuff and I can now I can go to the football games and now I have to prioritize Mm -hmm. things that I may not it might not seem like you know the best thing to do Mm -hmm. in my head but I have to you know be there and really be in the moment you know just kind of just live you know everything isn't about work so I I love that you spoke to that quote because I think a lot of times especially um growing up having these you know kind of people that we look to having these Mm -hmm. celebrities and they really push this we're working 24 7 like we're not sleeping over here i'm producing music Mm -hmm. i'm making this music every single day (laughs) or i'm in the gym like i wake up when when you're asleep i'm awake and i'm working that's why i have what i have so a lot of the times i think people get so caught up in that and they're Mm -hmm. like okay in order to be where they are i have to do exactly what they're doing um and I think it's just so important to understand that we all have our own different journeys. We all have we our do. own different paths. And, you know, what what that may look like, but that um, him working, you know, 24-7, him doing this, it might work mm-hmm. for him. But now I understand that it's not going to work for Chase. <laughs> I'll be a very grumpy yeah. individual and I will be tired and everything else that I do from the point where I'm sleepy is not going to be mm-hmm. um, to the quality that I prefer. Um, right. And so I think just understanding our boundaries and understanding mm-hmm. what works for you and why it works for you and how it works for you and then understanding what doesn't work for mm-hmm. you and then having you know the courage I guess uh, for lack of a better word to say you know that doesn't work and I can't mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that it's not yeah. we're not it's not gonna work um and being okay with that think it's one of the best um acts of, of self-care you can do for yourself and one of the best things you could do um, so that's my spiel on that. <laughs> and I, I love that because Thank for you. entrepreneurs, it is difficult because yeah. you're balancing so many different things mm-hmm. and you're also trying to make it. Yeah. Right. And so you're like, well, if there's one thing we can put on the back burner, it is sleep, it yeah. is rest. Right. But then we realize that later down the road, our body and immune system has taken a hit because of that. And now, when you think about all of the costs that go into getting yourself back to good health, yeah. right? It's really expensive. And so I saw a quote actually on Instagram this morning and it said health is wealth. And to be honest, like I love healthy Stephanie. Yeah. Like I love her because she's like so happy and she is able by like she's able to move and walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm so blessed that I can do that, right? And not have to worry about how I'm gonna get up to the second floor of a building or the third floor of a building, um, health is wealth. And we know that, um, you know, taking care of your nutrition and eating right and drinking right is so important. And like, it's just so, I can't even, it's so much better. You know, it's a better way to live. I love healthy Stephanie. I love her too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in our, and we're getting down to the wire now, but, um, In our first episode, and really the first season, I referred to a book, The Millionaire Mind, Thomas Mm -hmm. Stanley. And um, I asked 
Elijah and some of the my some of my guests in the first series what their keys to success are. And I would love if you could share yours. <laughs> oh. oh goodness. Keys to success. Mm-hmm. Your shape shifting keys. Is that <laughs> that's mine. Mine 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 changed from last season <laughs> to this one, so well, I'll I will say core values for me mm-hmm. that have allowed me to feel success. Um, I'm still on that journey personally right. and professionally. And um, I'd say number one for me is empathy, empathy, empathy. I value people and I value stories and where people come from. And honestly, I feel like I learn more from people than I do from books. Right. Um, so empathy is one of my main things. If you are getting into a service-based business, you have to be able to value people and you have to be able to communicate and appreciate where people are coming from and where they're going mm-hmm. and how they're going to get there. So empathy is number one. Number two would have to be um, a passion purpose. Okay. So whatever purpose you have, it, you need to be the driver behind it. Uh, one of the things I recently learned is I may not be a sales uh, manager, but I am always selling rise and flow. Right. You know? so right. I, yeah. I need to be that driver behind my mission, whatever I'm doing. So have purpose. And whatever that pers- purpose is, you should be passionate about it. And um, number three, always stay learning. Always be a student. Mm-hmm. Never, ever... Put your put yourself in a position where you are the best of the best, right? I always want to be around awesome and amazing people, mm-hmm. but I never want to feel like I'm I'm the only person in the room. I want to be surrounded by people who are eager to learn, eager to grow, and can also teach me a few things right. too. I yeah. love that; it energizes me. Um, so always be hungry to learn and grow because when you're stagnant. That's when um, your your journey to success becomes stagnant too. Mm-hmm. Those are wonderful. Those are wonderful. Um, and I've already listed mine like three times. So I want to because they're I'm sure they're different from the last time. I um, and I have about three more questions for you. Okay. So this one you spoke to you know as we've gone out through, as we've gone out the show, um, but if you know, an entrepreneur is like, okay, I'm here in this place. I'm here in this uh, space, and I don't know kind of where to go. I'm just kind of here, mm-hmm. um, and I need advice from anybody. Anything you could tell them, what would you say? Ooh. I've been there multiple times, actually, mm-hmm. because your business changes as the world evolves, and yeah. you want to continue evolving with the world. And so you will find yourself, I, I would tell them, you will find yourself here more than once. Mm-hmm. Take a pause and write down what your purpose is. Write down your goals. Write down your why and go from there. Seek um, mentors. Seek community. Seek programs that can support you. Um, but know that this is the beginning of a journey. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's also going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But just remember, you may find yourself here again, and that's okay. Amen. I was hoping you say that's okay because that's you know, oftentimes that's mm-hmm. all I needed to hear was you know, it's okay to be it here, is. and 
you know, just pick it up again. Yeah. It's all going to come. It's going to keep going. Like you said, life continues. So it does. it's all a journey. Um, and so my next question to you is something that we touched on last week with Ms. Kendra. Um, who would you say are some of your, um, I'll say girl boss inspirations. Oh. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so are we doing local or celebrity? You can do either. It's up to okay. you. Well, my number one person is my mother. Of course. And if my grandmothers were here, both of my grandmothers, Mm -hmm. if they were here, it would be them too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, oh, (laughs) it's so many. Yeah. You know, okay, this is going to sound a little weird. Okay. Um, But I would also throw myself in there. Like, I want to also, I also want to inspire myself Mm -hmm. because I also believe that um, I'm surrounded by people who are also like me. You, your mother, Kendra, right, Brittany. um, Oh, my gosh, the list goes on. I can keep going. But celebrity-wise, so you will probably know this. My number one um, celebrity is Ariana Grande. Oh my gosh, my mom. Oh my gosh. It's and a side conversation. Yep. I love her and I know people <laughs> have their reservations about her. Yeah. But I love that she's risky. She has always been true to herself. Right. Yeah. She has really Im- embedded herself into um, her brand as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that she has also um, shown us a true vulnerable side. Right. From when she was going through a really hard time, mental health has been a challenge for her. And I just feel like we can learn from being vulnerable and from um, being ourselves. I love that. Like, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's all we need. And I I just love Ariana Grande. She speaks to me in a different way. Yeah. I love her. So if I'm listening to her coming down the road, y'all better watch out. Something's happening. Something's coming. (laughs) Same for me. Same for me. That's going to be our next concert. It has to be our next venture. Yes. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'll hold you to it. Whenever she puts her um, tour dates. You'll be the the first first one. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And I would say for me, it's, Greatly mirrors yours, my mom, my grandmother, um, yeah. my aunt, um, really just my whole family, and you're included in my family. Um, oh, James. Yeah, of course. And, oh, man. And a lot of my friends, I don't think they know, because a lot of times, you know, they'll text me and they'll just be like, you know, I really, like, appreciate you, but I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I oh, really appreciate you. I love you. that. Um, you know, I just thought of one more. Yeah. Who? It's not a human being. Uh-huh. But it is a being. Camille. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Camille, my dog. Yeah. And it's been interesting. She, she'll she be eight this uh-huh. year. And it's hard watching your dog get older. Mm-hmm. But she's like the epitome of yoga. Like, <laughs> so she cute. drinks nothing but water. Uh-huh. She's so peaceful. And she can also be a little feisty, too. Oh, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> she's the best. She's like, oh, I just love her. And she teaches me how to pause. Like it takes us almost 30 minutes to do a walk because she stops to pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's so much life around us. If we could just focus on the little things sometimes yeah. instead of all of the stuff on social media, 
gosh, what Ooh, a peaceful world it would be. I know. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's the real OG. She's she's the best. I yeah. love her so much. And that's saying something because I don't really care for dogs. Oh. But I love Camille and I think she likes me. Yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> she does. So yeah, all of y'all are just just wonderful and can't I literally cannot go an episode without saying Jasmine's name. Jasmine Dickens. Just oh, love yes. her the most. Love her. She's the best. She's beautiful. Um, oh my gosh. She's Inside the best, out. the best. I literally just went to go see her and just... You two are great. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I like, think about yeah. it, the glow, oh my gosh, so the glow from individually is mm-hmm. beautiful, right? But to see you two together is special. Oh my gosh. She's just like that's, my that's sister beautiful. from another... I love it. Yes. And her sister as well. They're both just yeah. wonderful beings together. They're just wonderful. Their whole family really. in good company. Yes, um, I, I like you said. Let's go on and on. Yeah, but guess what? Is it the end? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so I have actually I have two more questions for you. The first one I'll ask is if you have any questions for me. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I need my thinking cap. <laughs> so Chase, this this will be an interesting question okay. for your younger listeners. Okay. So you are a young adult, right? And so you're also going through school and you also have knowledge of um, being among nonprofit work and this podcast. So you've become an entrepreneur, you've come into your own. When you have these two spectrums, right? Young adult in school still Mm -hmm. and entrepreneur, how do you how do you carry the load of both of those while staying true to who you are internally? Um, to be honest, I have a really hard time. Okay. I have such a difficult time um, balancing them. And it's in part my fault because okay. a lot of times I don't organize. Um, <laughs> and that is probably one of the main, you know, killers of my day. Okay. Just the fact that I don't organize very well. But I'm working on it. Um, I believe you. But um, one way that I try to stay balanced in everything I do is just just trying to make time and carve out some time for Mm -hmm. each thing in my life um, to give it the time, the energy it really deserves and needs. Um, I am just... I like to do a lot just by nature. And I think it just runs in my veins Mm -hmm. from all of my family. Um, And just making sure that I'm not overbooking myself. Sure. Um, But also understanding that, you know, the load that I have, I have it for a reason and I'm Mm -hmm. strong enough to carry it. Um, I just can't add anything more to it. (laughs) But whatever I have now, I'm strong enough to carry it as long as I carve out time for each thing. And also just kind of, um, learn more about myself each each day as I grow mm-hmm. you just keep learning and keep growing and you know um, also just understanding that it's okay like mm-hmm. just saying that over and over again yeah. no matter the circumstance like it's it's just okay you yeah. know it'll be fine you know maybe this didn't turn out how it was supposed to learning how to say it's okay because yeah. it is okay yeah it is yeah. I agree Great. Yeah. 
So I think we are we are over time. We have we talked could, our heads off. Yeah. And <laughs> so yeah, we could do way more. Oh my gosh, we could cut this into like a three part <laughs> series, just me and Miss Stephanie. Um, but my last question that I have for you. Um, it's really for the audience. If they wanted to find you or know anything about Rise and Flow or anything, where could they find you? Sure. So Rise and Flow is a all-virtual yoga studio. And we have on-demand and live yoga classes among five yoga instructors. And you can find us on www.riseandflow.com. Dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is where we are most active, at Rise and Flow underscore. And we look forward to welcoming you into our Rise and Flow family. Beautiful. And to the listeners, thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in, supporting. Thank you, Miss Stephanie, for coming in today and having this wonderful conversation with me. Um, I appreciate everybody's presence and you for tuning in to the renaissance project a black girls movement want to join the combo contact me via instagram at the renaissance prjct or you can email me at the renaissance prjt at gmail.com if you feel like to donate you can do so by sending your funds to dollar sign chase ac7 on cash app it is not required but definitely encouraged that's all from me I hope to see you next Thursday. Until then, be well.